What's going on, everybody? It's Cooper and James, and we are from the Backpins. We are a couple days removed from the very first inaugural PBR team event, regular season style. Cheyenne, Wyoming was the location of the very first event. It was a good one to watch, I thought. It was interesting to see. I'm glad they're trying it. I'm not going to get into that big debate on whether I think it's how it should be or whatever, like the old timers will tell you, but I was happy to see it. And from what I could tell, it went went pretty well. I thought they did a pretty good job with it. James, how was your weekend and earlier this week? How have you been? Pretty good. Pretty good. Feel great. Got a little bit of rain finally. Not much, but a little bit. It's been drier than a powder keg down here in the south. But uh, speaking on the team deal and all that, I can't wait to do that and give you my thoughts. Yeah, we've got a lot to talk about, so we'll quit messing around. Let's grab them slides, boys, because we're coming at you from the back pins. So to kick things off, I think we're just going to start with some general thoughts on the very first team event. I was definitely really excited about it. With my sports background, I've followed leagues like this pretty much my whole life. So I was excited to see the PBR try it. Now, there were some surprising things. I'm not going to lie. Some guys didn't perform up to the standards I thought that we'd see out of them. But there was some competitive games. There was a zero to zero tie, which I don't think is good for anybody. It's not good to watch. It's not what you want as a competitor individually or as a team. So Definitely some surprising things. I think some of the takeaways I'm going to take away from this is you are going to see riding percentages go through the roof. With these coaches being able to match these guys up, I mean, James, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but there wasn't a lot of cases where guys were getting bucked off in two, two and a half seconds. No, when they were getting bucked off, they were late sixes, seven-ish, right before the whistle. To be honest with you, based on what you just said, I'm surprised that they didn't ride more bulls in general as a whole in Cheyenne. Yeah, I kind of am too. There was definitely some matchups there that I thought guys let get away from them, but that's bull riding. Some of these guys haven't been going a whole lot since the world finals. So it was the first time we got to see what the real starting rosters are going to look like. That preseason, they were using guys that probably aren't going to see a lot of starts, some of these teams. So we got to see the Jose Vitor Lemes. We got to see the Kaike Pachecos. We got to see though that caliber of rider in Cheyenne. And I think it really helped me see it more clearly what the starting lineups are going to look like when you're talking about evaluating each team's chances to win a title. And my thoughts really haven't changed that much on, on my championship pick. But James, was there any team that really stood out to you that you didn't expect much from but ended up being successful in Cheyenne? Missouri Thunder I've been kind of high on from the beginning. I didn't expect them to go you know 2-0. and I really didn't expect any team to go 2-0. and I just kind of figured nothing against them. I just figured it's a new thing and you know the Bulls were no slouches by no means just because for one thing where they were they had Juju, they had Cool Whip, they had several other ones that are usually in championship rounds that guys got matched up with. So some of them may have got overmatched and welcome to the PBR. 
So, James, I, I agree with you on the bullpen of it. They did have some good bulls there. Like you said, bulls were used to seeing in championship round scenarios, and guys did step up to the plate, no doubt about it, in some scenarios. And then you had some guys that didn't get the job done when I thought they would, but that's kind of the sport. So let's talk about some of the surprising things that went down in Cheyenne. The number one thing I've written down right here, the Oklahoma Freedom go 0-2. They don't come away with any W's in Cheyenne. Obviously, I've went on the air and said, I think these guys are going to win the title this year. I'm not panicking. It's one week. They're not up to full strength yet. And they've got some young guys in here predominantly Casey Roberts. He steps out there and goes 90 points on Tuesday night in Cheyenne. What do you think about some of the young guys that the Freedom rolled out this week, I guess, in Cheyenne? Oh, I was impressed with a lot, not just with the Freedom, but if you want to talk specifically, Casey Roberts is no slouch, as we found out. I'm sure he wishes he would have delivered on both his bulls, but to to step up at that at that environment, Forget the forget the whole we're in Cheyenne and all that on top of it, but throw in yourself in a new environment, which bull riding in itself is not a new environment for a guy at that level, but the whole team concept, nobody other than the couple of practice or preseason games or whatever that somebody might have watched or whatever, nobody really knew exactly how it was going to go or they knew their job was to get on and ride bulls just like it always is. So he just approached it that way and went at it and made a phenomenal bull ride. But to see a young kid that's never been on the UTV or never even been to a velocity tour, as far as I know, might have, but as far as I know, he hadn't. And to just be thrown in the fire like that and just get on a really ranked bull and Say I'm a champion. I'm not a champion in the PBR yet, but I'm a champion, and here's why. There ain't no better way to say welcome to the PBR and welcome to the team series than to show everybody you belong there, and I think you did that. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I know they've been high on that guy since they signed him, and he's backing up what they thought of him so far. So we'll, I'm sure we're going to see more of Casey Roberts as the season progresses. Especially in Kansas City, I got to think they're probably looking at him pretty hard to slide him into that starting lineup again. The next surprise I've written down, Kaike Pacheco goes 0-2 on Tuesday night. And this one surprised me a little bit because I thought both the Bulls Kaike got on were pretty good fits for him. And he came down off both of them. And really, the bonus round bull he got on Mike's motive, he's ridden that bull before. And it just looked like he was off. I don't know if he's got some sort of little injury that we don't know about or if he just wasn't feeling it, but he bucked off that one really quick and you don't see that out of Kaike very often. No, you don't. And I think one of the biggest surprises for me was is to see Nashville come together the way they did. To see Ryan Dirty to step out and just make a flawless bull ride like that for for being off as long as he has yeah he's been on some bulls at some challenger events and been on some in the practice pen but until you get to that level it's a whole nother beast and he just looked like okay well i've been off for a while time to go back to work talk about guys stepping up when they needed to and one that not everybody would expect but i definitely expect to step up and who knows where the sky's the limit for that guy and that team as far as that goes yeah, I'll agree with you there. I'm not going to put too much stock into the first event of the year. 
there's a lot of bull riding left before they get to the T-Mobile in Las Vegas, Nevada. But in my opinion, Nashville showed up to Cheyenne and showed me that they are a title contender for real. And we, we skipped over this on our general thoughts on the event, but it kind of ties into what James is talking about. I thought from all the teams, when you look at their energy they had on the back of the buck and shoots, all that, Nashville to me looked like probably the tightest knit unit. Every single one of those guys was on the back of the buck and shoots every out. They were getting excited. Justin McBride was definitely amped up. He was into that deal. No doubt about it. I think Nashville is going to be a pretty key player come playoff time and a team we're going to be talking about as a potential championship caliber team as this season moves forward. I'll agree with that wholeheartedly. And Another thing that really surprised me was that Winston De Silva of the uh, Carolina Cowboys, they they picked him up and put him right in the fire. They put him on Juju and he rode Juju. So admittedly, from my perspective, it wasn't Juju's best trip, but it wasn't necessarily a day off by no means. Definitely not the Bulls' best day, but like you said, it, he rode him. I'm not going to take anything away from him there. And obviously, you can tell they're trusting him. And Boudreaux said in the broadcast on Tuesday, Wingson's a cowboy. He can ride bulls that go either way. It doesn't sound like he's a typical Brazilian that's pretty heavy, one directional. It sounds like he can go both ways a little bit. I'm excited to see what Wingson does as we move along. The last surprise I have written down is Colton Fritzlin goes 0 for 2 on the weekend. And this is a guy I'm really high on. I think a lot of them. As a bull rider, this guy can handle any kind of bull but not the performance Colton Fritzlin or the Missouri Thunder were hoping to get out of Fritzlin for the two days in Cheyenne. What were your thoughts on what Colton looked like, James? Colton Fritzlin hasn't been on as many bulls as, say, the rest of these guys because, you know, he'd come off the injury, but he'd been on enough by now to get his timing back, and it won't take him long to get to get in a groove and get moving, but it is a little bit surprising to see him come come down off of two. And probably the last one that I'm going to mention, since you've mentioned one that just surprised the far out of it that they come down, and that was uh, Mason Taylor. Yeah, I'm a little shocked Mason didn't get either of his bulls road either. He's a guy I really think can ride any kind of bull. But like I said, we're early enough into this deal. I'm not going to panic. It's one bull riding. A lot of these guys only got on two, or one for that matter. So... It's tough to judge too hard. I'm just going off of what I saw, and I'm surprised Mason Taylor did not ride at least one of his bulls. But that's how she goes. But let's take a break and talk about Rank Ride Fantasy for a second. If you enjoy what the PBR Team Series did, and especially the draft aspect of that, check out Rank Ride Fantasy. They let you put your general manager cap on, and you get to make those decisions that a general manager does week in, week out. I played the entire 2022 season, and it was a great time. It's a really good way to engage yourself with the bull riding that's happening. When you have something to cheer for or against, it really makes it more exciting to watch, especially when you pick a guy that goes 90-plus points. There's not a better feeling in the world, and it's a really good opportunity to give you and your buddies the opportunity to give each other a hard time, compete against each other. Let's get some bragging rights going. I'm better than you are. I know more than you do. Now you can put it to the test, and bragging rights are always good 
when you're talking, interacting with your best of friends, it's a really great time. I can promise you, you won't be disappointed. So check out Rank Ride Fantasy at www.rankridefantasy.com. And I will link their social medias in the description below. And also I will list them at the end of this podcast, but let's get back to it. Some injuries from Cheyenne. Now there were some last minute changes on the draw sheet. JRV did not compete. Chase Outlaw got pulled really late from the draw. Haven't heard exactly what that is, James. You you mentioned something about his growing. Is that what they said on TV? That's what they said on TV, but that's not always the case, as we both know that they can get things misunderstood or whatever on on TV as well. Until you actually get the report from Tandy and it's posted on the website, who knows? But I know it had to be something pretty bad for Outlaw to set out for even longer and for as bad as he was looking forward to this. It's a shame. Yeah. The only other injury that I noticed from watching competition that I could really tell definitively something was wrong and it looks like it could be a a decently long-term thing was Eduardo Parasidu. They said on the broadcast that Eduardo said he broke his hand. I haven't heard if he did or he didn't, but I can tell you he looked like he was in a lot of pain. I mean, as soon as that bull threw that fit in the chute, he was out of there and you could tell he was in some pain. So if he did in fact break his hand, that's just another injury the Ridge Riders are going to have to work through. That would be the third draft pick on the sidelines for them. That is tough to do. They've literally got two draft picks of five healthy right now. They're in a tough situation at this point in time. And they're battling and scrapping and fighting for all they're worth. And right now on paper, I would say they're the biggest underdogs. Yeah, they're definitely an underdog on paper. They don't look like a championship caliber team, in my opinion. But what they have done is they went and got guys on the free agent market that are seasoned and and plug and play guys. They go out and get Allison to Souza, Keyshawn Whitehorse. They use both those guys over the weekend. Allison was probably their best guy overall, I thought. I mean, they put him on the bonus round bull. And Allison bucked off his first one, which I thought he should ride, but he bounced back the next day. Alisson DeSouza is going to be a key piece of this team, especially if Eduardo Parasidu misses, let's just say, six weeks. They're going to rely on Alisson DeSouza to keep them going and to keep getting W's in that win column. Right, and he he probably is the most solid guy on that team, or one of them anyway, so I'll agree with you on that. And for the last topic I want to touch on before we get out of here, some things to watch for in Kansas City. So right off the top, one of the things I'm really looking forward to seeing is, are we going to see the Oklahoma Freedom bounce back? Not the two days they expected in Cheyenne. Like I said, this team in their locker room, their front office, they have title hopes. I think they're a title caliber team. Are they going to bounce back in Kansas City and get some wins on the board? Yeah, they can bounce back. They're, they're so deep in their talent pool. You got that young Briggs Madsen, and you got Eli Vassfinder's not no rookie by no means, but they're just so deep that I, I'm like you. It's just one, two games. So another thing that I'm looking forward to in Kansas City is will the Rattlers look for some fresh faces? So let's be honest. They got on 10, well, 11 bulls counting the bonus round, and they rode one for 85 and three quarters. Now, I did hear in the broadcast, Cody Lambert was a nice guy. A couple of his guys that we're going to see in the starting lineup, 
Ednai Kaminhas was one of them. He let him go to the days of 47, the gold medal round, because they were able to win a whole bunch of money. So Ednai's a guy you're going to probably see a lot of right now. I would assume Cody Lambert's going to be going to the drawing board here because the one thing about Cody Lambert, he doesn't want to be in last place. None of these teams do, but Cody Lambert's an extremely competitive guy. I would expect to see some minor tweaks with the Texas Rattlers going into Kansas City. I could see that. And also, depending on how long some of these guys are going to be out on the Ridge Riders, they might also need to be looking for some for some more riders. I know they have a practice squad, but there was a reason the guys that are on the practice squad are on the practice squad. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. If guys aren't on a protected roster right now, those active rosters that are looking for guys like the Ridge Riders or maybe even the Rattlers, they could be looking. They could be looking at somebody's practice squad saying, we'll take him. So that's going to be something I'm going to monitor as we move through the end of this week into next week is let's see if there's any transactions being made. And I would have to think at some point in this season, we're going to see a trade. I don't know when it'll happen. But trading will be a part of this. And if I was a GM, I would be looking at every angle, seeing if I can get a guy I really believe in or get a value on a guy that maybe is down and out right now. That's what I would be doing as a GM. And I'm excited to see how that all unfolds as this season progresses. Yeah, me me too. I really, really enjoyed it. And I know one thing that surprised me, which has zero to do with well, it doesn't have zero to do with it. One of my really good friends who I'd never thought in a million years would go to the PBR said that if he got a call to go to a call to go to a combine, he was in. So that's pretty special for me to hear that. That that just tells you the excitement from a bull riding standpoint of where where we are now to where we could be four or five, six years down the road. And so it's so exciting because now we got the first game out of the way. Maybe some of the jitters are gone by now, if there ever were any, especially these young kids that are, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old that have never really been in this kind of scenario or been in front of a crowd that big. Man, I'm just excited to see how the rest of the year goes. It's going to come down to what it always comes down to. Throw the team thing out the window. It's going to come down to who's the most healthiest team and who gets the most bulls road? The format of bull riding and rodeo has been tweaked throughout the years in different periods of time. People have tried new things, etc. The end of the day, like James said, the name of the game is still the same. Ride your bulls, help your team win. If you don't ride your bull, you're not helping your team. It's a simple concept. The format's different with teams and all that, but at the end of the day, it's still bull riding. It's about one guy riding one bull and trying to have the best ride he can. The format maybe makes it appear more difficult or complicated than it is, but it's pretty pretty self-explanatory. Ride your bulls, you'll be successful. So, James, I think that's about it for today. Do you have any thoughts before we get out of here? I do have one more thing that I'd like to add that I forgot to just now listen to you talk. I don't know if any of the other teams are doing it, but they said publicly that the Arizona Ridge Riders, I believe it was, they are donating to charities to whatever town they're in for each second that they stay on a bull, whether they make the whistle or not. I kind of would like to see the rest of the teams in the league kind of do something similar, maybe not exactly that, but 
to give back and in other ways is never a bad thing. And with these general managers and people that that are first finally getting into our sport, like uh, Richard Childers and some of those other people that probably need a tax write-off, well, that's a good way to do it. But other than that, uh, just glad to see you again, Coop, and I uh, wish we could talk a little bit more than what we do. But uh, I've been busy, and you've been busy, and I'm just so glad to get some content out. And I, I, I just can't wait till till we hit Kansas City, and I'm giving you a hard time about hopefully my team winning the bull, the bull riding. They ain't going zero and two in Kansas City or zero and three. I can tell you that. I can guarantee you, I can guarantee Eli Vassbinder ain't going to accept that performance again. So I feel good about where I'm at with my team. I think that'll be about it for today. James, it's always a good time having you on, no doubt about it. It's been good to see how this team series looks now that we've seen the real version of it, not the preseason, not the training wheels version. This was the gloves are coming off. We're going to battle. And I thought it was a pretty dang good bull riding. Shout out to. Everybody that helped make that event happen. That's not an easy bull riding to pull off. There was a lot of people that worked really hard on Monday and Tuesday to make that happen. So if you happen to run into anybody that was there that helped make it happen, tell them thank you. We appreciate it because I can assure you it's not easy. But yeah, I think that'll be it. You can find us over on YouTube as well if you're looking for more team series content. And as always, check out Rank Ride Fantasy. Don't be afraid. If you like any of the the concepts we're talking about rank ride gives you an easy way to participate with that and really put your money where your mouth is call your shot say jose vitor leme is going to be the guy this weekend rank ride fantasy gives you that opportunity so check them out we'll have our social medias and their social medias in the episode description but until next time guys you have a great one come back and visit us again from the back pins 